Hello, my name is JJ Holly, and I'm President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. And welcome to another edition of Between the Trees. We'd like to thank our sponsor and host, Woodlands Online, for helping us put the show on every week. And today it is my distinct pleasure to welcome Mr. Ellie Viamontes, the President and CEO of Entergy Texas. So welcome to the show. Thank Thanks you, JJ. for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate the invitation. Glad to be here. Mm -hmm. um, as uh, you, you know, Sally Rayner had uh, retired late last year. That's right. And uh, I joined uh, as president and CEO for Entergy Texas. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, just glad to be here. Yeah. Just a small job, not a lot, not a lot going on. It, it, it's, it's a job I'm, I'm proud of uh, in terms of, you know, what it represents to our communities and, uh, you know, the, the service that, that they rely on. So mm -hmm. uh, definitely proud. Uh, to lead the team to continue the history that I know Entergy Texas has uh, with the community and Southeast Texas. Yeah, Entergy is a great partner for us and so involved in the community, so supportive, supportive of the chamber, supportive of a lot of different organizations. And I just want to say thank you for being involved because without organizations and businesses like yours, uh, our community would be a lot different if you weren't, if you weren't involved. So we appreciate it. Well, we appreciate that. I mean, it takes a partnership. Uh, yes, it does. It's, it's not one entity, it's many entities, mm -hmm. and we're glad to be part of that fabric uh, of the community. So, so tell us, how yeah. you how did you arrive in the Woodlands? What's a little bit of your background? Sure. So, uh, like I mentioned, I uh, started uh, mid-November when Sally Rayner had retired as president and CEO, and uh, I am new to Entergy Texas, but I'm not new to Entergy. Mm -hmm. I started uh, about two years ago. Uh, responsible. I was a vice president of distribution operations, so responsible for the distribution grid mm -hmm. across Entergy's four states, uh, five jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can imagine joining a company in 2020. And you're faced with the pandemic, the most active uh, storm season. That's We're really fine. proud how the team yeah. uh, rose to the occasion and and you know delivered for for our customers. Prior to that, I spent over 16 years uh, in Florida, where I'm originally from, South mm -hmm. Florida, uh, with the utility uh, there, uh, uh, Florida Power and Light. Uh, so had also my uh, fair share of uh, uh, storms uh, and right. events over the years. So you have experience with hurricanes. A, a little, a little experience, <laughs> personally and professionally, um, and uh, you know, basically have uh, joined the the Energy team, and I'm a resident of the Woodlands, which I'm proud to say. Uh, married uh, to my wife, Carol, and a proud father of two girls that mm -hmm. are four and soon to be eight. Well, welcome to the Woodlands. Uh, number one place to, uh, to live in the country, so it's a great place to be, and, and uh, we're glad that you're here. Well, thank you. Now, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what is Entergy and what it does and what territories it, uh, yeah. it's over? Absolutely, yeah. So Entergy is a vertically integrated electric utility. Um, also provides gas service in the Louisiana Territory, serves about 3 million customers uh, across, across its footprint. Mm -hmm. And the footprint consists of uh, states of you know, Louisiana, uh, Arkansas, Mississippi, and of course, Texas. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've, uh, Entergy has been a leader uh, in sustainability. As a matter of fact, it's been now 20 years that it's been part of the Dow uh, sustainability index and that's something that we're proud of as we continue to look for ways to battle you know uh, climate change and invest in the grid to help uh, support the growing economy that mm -hmm. we're seeing specifically here in southeast Texas that's right yeah. that's right yeah. now what areas of Texas does Entergy operate in sure so we have a large presence here mm -hmm. in the woodlands um, and you know the Conroe area but we also have a large presence in the Beaumont right orange 
and the Port Arthur area. Mm -hmm. As you can imagine with the industrial corridor that is, uh, you know, that comprises our energy territory, mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a very diverse uh, geography. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we also have folks in Austin, even though we don't serve Austin, we do have folks, uh, team members that work there mm -hmm. uh, with, uh, you know, our regulatory and our, our legal teams as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's, those are the primary areas of Southeast Texas that Entergy Texas uh, is proud to serve. And how far north of the Woodlands does Entergy go? So, um, is it all it, Montgomery County? Or? It, it is all Montgomery okay. County, and it goes, you know, farther north uh, beyond that. Through um, Huntsville, Walker County? It, 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 is, it includes uh, okay. those areas as well. But it is not Houston? It is, well, it's not Houston, yeah. although... Or Harris County. And I'm new to Texas. I understand yeah. the Woodlands is part of the greater Houston area. You are correct. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, yeah. I, I, can, uh, I can say we do serve part of the yeah. greater Houston area. We yes. do not uh, serve the, the Houston proper yeah. area. So you're not in Harris County specifically? Um, we or maybe some on the eastern edges? I, I think it's uh, components of it. Okay. Um, yeah. But I couldn't tell you specifically. But, and the reason why I ask is, uh, you know, I've got a, you know, a, a barely layman's knowledge of it, but I know that Entergy is different than ERCOT, but some people get those two confused. How is that yeah. different? How do you operate? Yeah, so we're, we're a vertically integrated utility, mm -hmm. and what that means is we own our generation, we own the high voltage lines that then serve our distribution lines that ultimately uh, serve our retail customers. So we, in essence, own and operate the entire um, supply chain of the power generation yeah. and uh, you know I, I think there's um, you know there's benefits to that mm -hmm. model mm -hmm. in terms of being able to understand uh, the entire life cycle of where you're generating that electron all the yeah. way to serving the customer and the experience that they receive at the very end from mm -hmm. billing in terms of making sure that you know when they flip the lights on that we you know are able to serve them in good and bad and, you know, yeah. I know the winter uh, storm Yuri had uh, definitely was uh, an event that an extreme event yeah. that, you know, tested a lot of utilities, not only those in ERCOT or outside of ERCOT, really the mm -hmm. whole uh, the whole state. Well, and I think relatively Entergy handled that emergency weather situation uh, fairly well. We did. Uh, we and what. So, again, in Texas, mm -hmm. uh, maybe if you're up in Lubbock or Amarillo, you expect, you know, six degree weather but not if you're in Houston. Uh, and so how was our power grid, our power generation uh, built to provide uh, energy to us? And then what have you done to try to protect us from that type of event that might happen in the future? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it is true that we did fare well, uh, mm -hmm. but it's also true that there's areas for improvement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we did have customers that were affected by the extreme weather event, the storm Yuri, and that's something that just part of our continuous improvement culture is to look at lessons learned, areas mm -hmm. for improvement. Mm -hmm. And we started by looking at, okay, what is the national standard in terms of ensuring that we have the proper winter storm readiness? Mm -hmm. And we uh, worked with third-party consultants, experts in the industry, to be able to put together a plant that... Um, a plan that helped us for the entire fleet, but also mm -hmm. plant specific. And that has resulted in actions that we've taken, such as improving the insulation on the pipeline or in the actual power plant with mm -hmm. better material, higher quality. Uh, we've also designed and installed windbreaks to ensure that we're protecting critical equipment, such as pumps. Mm -hmm. We've installed additional heat tracing mm -hmm. uh, to ensure that, you know, we're keeping the pipeline and 
equipment at the proper temperature compared to the ambient temperature. But we're taking that, we're taking a step further, which is being able to have visibility through sensors mm -hmm. so that when we know things are going wrong before they actually do, so that we can take action. And that's something that we're proud of. You know, we feel that we are prepared uh, for the winter storm uh, event. It, it was an extreme weather event. What we experienced last year, yes. uh, we're you know, talking about below freezing temperatures for multiple days. Um, so we have been tested this year, obviously not to the extreme uh, events that we saw last mm -hmm. year, uh, and the system has fared well. So we're starting to see benefits from the actions that we've taken right. uh, in terms of our winter preparedness. Well, and, and usually if you're building a power plant in Southeast Texas, you're more concerned about heat. And, and how, do you, uh, how do you handle the summer months? Yeah. Not yeah. five degree weather in February. Yeah. Uh, so what are some other uh, projects? Like we, uh, we have the new, uh, the new power plant that's up there on yeah, Lake Conroe. That was, that's also a big deal about helping us be more, uh, you know, more energy you know, independent or, or, or more reliable. Sure. And, and just to go back on the earlier point, mm -hmm. that's, that's part of the challenge when we talk about the, um, the temperatures. On yep. one hand, you have the winter, you know, the, the freezing temperatures, mm -hmm. but we also have the the summer heat That's in right. Texas. And it'll be here before we know it. And, and that dynamic is what makes it uh, extra complex and, mm -hmm. and, and challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the plants in the Northeast mm -hmm. are accustomed to the extreme weather events, but they may not have the summers that Texas have, right? So a lot of the measures that we put in place to protect mm -hmm. ourselves and, and our plants uh, to uh, continue to provide service to our customers may not apply during the summer. And yeah. we have to make sure that we adjust accordingly depending on the season. Mm -hmm. But we are... Um, Going back to your, your, your second uh, point around the plant, mm -hmm. we are excited about the Orange County Advanced uh, Power Station. Mm. And in essence, it's not only a plant that we see as something that's in line with our goals to improve sustainability um, from an from a, you know, efficiency standpoint and reducing carbon emissions, but it's dual fuel capability. And when I say dual fuel capability, I'm referring to it's able to use natural gas, but also hydrogen upon commissioning, 30% upon commissioning, mm. uh, to be more precise. That dual fuel capability allows for additional reliability, mm -hmm. especially during extreme weather events when we know customers need us the and, most. And, and we heard about the natural gas issues, the delivery issues during that's during right. the during the big freeze. That's right, and we're you know we're hopeful that a plant with you know that's. Uh, designed to have the advanced technology capability of being dual fuel will provide mm -hmm. that you know, added reliability, the added resiliency uh, so that we're able to withstand and, and better mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, improve our chances to keep the plant online during those type of yeah, events. Yeah, keep the lights on. That's right. And, and where is that plant located? It's uh, in Bridge City. Okay. It's next to our existing Sabine plant, um, okay. which has been operating over 50, 60 years in the mm -hmm. area. And uh, it's not, you know, I, the Orange County Advanced Power Station, part of it is not only just from a resiliency and having the dual capability, it's that that area and the surrounding area is growing. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to need to be able to, you know, provide that added mm -hmm. load capability so that we're able to serve the, the, our customers and be able to support the economic development and growth in the area. And, and that's big news, that, that plant in, in the uh, the southeast Texas area, we also have a fairly new plant that's up on Lake Conroe as well. That was, a, yeah, I believe, a billion-dollar investment in our, our energy reliability. Absolutely. It came online early last year. That's a Montgomery yeah. County power station. 
it's 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 a plant that we're proud of, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the lessons learned from the winter event, from that new modern efficient Montgomery mm-hmm. County power station, we're taking those lessons learned and using that to improve the design of Orange County Advanced Power Station. Yeah. So. Um, even you know, right now that plant is in front of the commission for approval. We hope that the Orange County Advanced Power Station should mm-hmm. be should it be approved would come online into in 2026. But a lot of the lessons learned from the recent plant that uh, has you know was commissioned early mm-hmm. last year, we're absolutely taking those lessons learned and, and best practices and applying it to what we refer to as OCAPS, which is the Orange County Power Station. And and that's got to be a big challenge to prepare for what might be freezing temperatures for days, but also be prepared for the heat and humidity in the summer. Because you would, those are two completely different things to prepare for. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's two different, uh, you know, seasons that we need to ensure yeah. that we're prepared for. And that actually goes into um, additional actions that we're taking in our winter preparations, mm-hmm. which is, you know, when we talk about um, the heat and the winter, we also mm-hmm. need to talk about hurricane season versus the extreme winter events. And we're constantly preparing for um, our you know, hurricane season. And one of the steps that we took was to make sure that whatever processes that we have applicable for our hurricane uh, season, such as revisiting our critical infrastructure priority list. Mm-hmm. We wanna make sure that you know, when should power mm-hmm. uh, go out, that we're prioritizing hospitals, fire stations, 911 centers, yeah. radio towers, et cetera, yeah. and reviewing that more than just for hurricane preparedness, but also mm-hmm. from a winter um, storm standpoint. And, and that's one thing, as we have, uh, and hurricanes is a perfect example, uh, as we have issues that take down transmission lines, when you do have to rebuild those, that also gives you a bit of an opportunity to harden those, that infrastructure there as well. Yeah, resiliency is, is absolutely key for us. And we've, you know, we've seen the effects of not only 2020, which was the most active storm season that impacted Entergy territory with Laura, Delta, and Zeta, and then also last year with Hurricane Ida, which was catastrophic. Um, yeah. and, and that went right up through the middle of Louisiana. Right through Grand Isle, right through the middle of Louisiana. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like every, everything uh, related to um, the industry, we come together, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's our sister companies or f- through mutual assistance. We received mm-hmm. a lot of help, and we're very grateful for that, mm-hmm. including folks here from Texas, from different companies that came to support us. But we are absolutely focused on improving resiliency of our grid through reliability investments, mm-hmm. uh, whether it impacts day to day or it helps uh, yeah. you know, improve our resiliency for storms. And that could go from, uh, that could include investing in smart grid technology, mm-hmm. investing in upgrading poles to be able to withstand wind mm-hmm. speeds above 145 mile per hour winds. Um, And and it goes on, including strategic undergrounding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know when we talk about the woodlands, there's a lot of underground in this area. And that's something that, you know, we're looking to focus uh, on in terms of improving reliability. The older areas of the woodlands, which uh, Mm -hmm. my understanding is have been in place since the 70s. That's right. They started in 1974. And a lot of it is underground. And, you know, a lot of the standards from uh, that time was direct buried cable. Yeah. And where there's areas now that we're starting to see outages, we're going 
back and replacing the new cable through our recabling program. Mm -hmm. But it's not just putting like for like cable. Mm -hmm. We're going back with a cable that's not only new and, mm -hmm. and it's going to help with reliability and reduce outages for customers, but it's in conduit. Yeah. So it's better able to resist the elements and the surrounding environment. They just well. last longer. They just last longer. Because that heat and that mold and uh, right. that, that moisture. Yeah, yeah. moisture that yeah. really uh, creates havoc for everything. That's right. Uh, That's right. Now, and especially when we look at economic development, we've heard the stories of, mm -hmm. you know, brownouts in states like California mm -hmm. that we haven't had that issue with here. But uh, what are some reliability issues? Uh, uh, projects that you've had that help us to avoid mm -hmm. being in that situation that other states have, have been in? Well, a lot of it goes back to uh, making sure that we have sufficient capacity mm -hmm. from our generation plants, mm -hmm. that they're able to uh, withstand the elements of these extreme you know, weather events, yeah. going back to our winter readiness plans, mm -hmm. uh, making sure that you know, projects like OCAPs that we hope to have in place will have that dual fuel capability. Mm -hmm. So it's making sure that we are resilient in our generation. But it goes beyond just our generation plans. It goes into our high voltage lines. You mentioned mm -hmm. transmission earlier mm -hmm. and our distribution lines. Yeah. That entire chain needs to work in order mm -hmm. for the electrons to get from the generation right to that customer's light bulb yeah. and you know we have capital investment plans that we uh, focus on every year mm -hmm. to improve the reliability of each of those pieces mm -hmm. um, you know i think the examples that we talked about on the generation just happen to be where the ex the winter storm manifested itself most, mm -hmm. but there, there, you could have ice on transmission lines and we have to sure. make sure that we are constantly challenging our standards and looking mm -hmm. for better ways to make um, you know, our, our system more resilient. Mm -hmm. I think the Grand Isle, going back to what you mentioned, the storm going right through yeah. uh, Louisiana, mm -hmm. you know, where there's a, 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 de a design that's been put in place there to be able to withstand yeah. 150 mile per hour winds. Wow. And, you know, it takes some creative engineering to get mm -hmm. to that uh, type of resiliency. But we're committed to that as mm -hmm. part of our sustainability goals. Um, and, and, you know, as a, as a broader view, you know, that's what we're so focused on, making sure that we're taking the steps necessary to combat climate change. We've set goals that by 2050, mm -hmm. we want to be uh, net zero emissions and carbon. Mm -hmm. And by 2030, we want to be 50% lower than our 2020 levels. Yeah. And uh, projects like OCAPS with dual fuel capability, focusing on hydrogen mm -hmm. and also increasing our renewable portfolio is part of uh, our, the mix that, that mm -hmm. we're considering. Now, and I think you've got great ways for your customers to interact with energy and report outages and, and understand uh, what's going on with their with their electricity? Uh, what are some ways that that customers can can get that information and, and access that? Oh, uh, yeah, I appreciate the question. I, um, you know, I highly encourage our customers to download the My Energy app. Yeah. It's such a valuable tool to help you manage uh, your energy needs. Um, that tool or that app, My Energy, mm -hmm. uh, you're able to view outages in the area, report an outage. Uh, see the extent of outages, understand the estimated times of restoration, yeah. pay your bill, have different options on paying mm -hmm. your bill, and be able to see seven-day usage as well. So mm -hmm. it helps you understand what is the rate in, in, of 
um, of you know your energy usage and be able to estimate what your bill um, would would be by the end of the month. So it's just a powerful tool. There's seasonal mm -hmm. tips, mm -hmm. energy efficiency uh, efficiency tips mm -hmm. in there. So I'd highly recommend that our customers download the app. Uh, there's a lot of great tools there. Uh, in that app, you also have the view outage uh, map, which is uh, what I was alluding to mm -hmm. uh, earlier. Just very helpful uh, when, and it's, when it's you have very, a situation. It seems to be very timely, very accurate. Uh, it's, it's updated. Uh, I know when I've lost power on occasion, yeah. uh, as soon as I log onto that app, I can say, oh, I'm, I'm in that red area. Yeah, no. and, uh, and then I get text messages, uh, text alerts of, of, hey, your power is out. Sometimes even before I report it. And, uh, and with an estimated time of, of a fix, which I know has got to be difficult when the power just went out, and you may not even be sure what's happened yet. Yeah, no, it, it's industry leading. There's room for improvement like any process. So we're constantly working to make sure that it's accurate, it's timely, and it's able to meet our customers' uh, needs. And you know, we use a lot of historical information to feed that initial time of restoration. Yeah. And then when we have someone actually go and put eyes on what's going on, yeah. we're better able to refine that information and then be able to update customers yeah. again on, hey, what, what do we expect? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be sooner? Is it going to be later? And what was the reason behind the outage? Because, yeah. you know, the way we view it is our customers want to understand what's going on so That's that right. they can plan accordingly. That's Just right. Do the, right? What's, what do I need to do? Do I need to find another place to go and move my family? Do I stay put because I know the power is going to be restored yeah. in a few hours? That's important for a yeah. customer. That's at the end of the day, the benefit that we you know, yeah. hope to provide. Well, and I just want to say, too, a big thank you to your, uh, your line workers uh, that are out there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, working in uh, uh, what we can mildly say is inclement conditions, whether it's hot or there's a storm or it's freezing. Yeah. Uh, you know, when your power's out, one of the best things you can see is that energy truck rolling in your neighborhood and going, okay, those guys were there and they're ready to fix it. Yeah, we're very proud of our, our workers and really all the workers, that, and especially during you know, extreme weather events that come support us from different states and uh, across the nation. Mm -hmm. uh, but our, yeah, we're very proud of our workers. They, uh, but you know, they're inspired by uh, the service they provide to our customers. Yeah. There's not one line worker that doesn't understand the sense yeah. of commitment that they have to the community. So, you know, we're thankful for the patience that our customers have exhibited over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a new president and CEO, I hope to, you know, be able to uh, further that commitment and work with yeah, partners. You've got big shoes to fill with Sally there. So, uh, 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 she was one of our favorites. Absolutely. Well, we will yeah. miss her, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah. welcome to the Woodlands. And is there anything else you'd like to cover before we close up? No, just a big thank you for inviting me. I appreciate oh, this opportunity. I look forward to uh, you know growing my ties in the local community mm -hmm. that I now call uh, home. And thanks again, JJ. Well, welcome yeah. and thank you. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Between the Trees. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Woodlands Online, for helping us with the program every week. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you.